Before the arenas, before the awards. This is Before Nashville Live. Have a question for our guest? Send it to us via Messenger. Here's your host, George Davis. And welcome back to Before Nashville, where we introduce the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. Now, I want to read you a little bit about this young lady that's joining me tonight. Um, she's got, uh, she, she's unapologetically bold in her songwriting and performing and won't take no for an answer. She's kind of setting the bar for women in country music. And there was one particular uh, line in here that I thought was really um, expressive. She's rising to the occasion of serving as a prime example of strength and badassery while styling, while staying true, the impressive musicality that she's known for. It's Chelsea James. Chelsea, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good being in the presence of such badassery, as it says. So, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I, I had help choosing that word, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank my PR team for that vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Rachel, I think Rachel, isn't Rachel your PR person? Anna. 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 Okay. Yeah. Anna. So we'll blame that one on her. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Anna. I, I have to answer to that. Um, that vocabulary, that verbiage in my bio quite often. I bet. I'm like, oh, it's just a descriptive word Anna uses for me, I guess. Right, right. And that's that's why I had to bring that up because that's really not not the way you would have phrased it, I don't believe, but, uh, you know. I I definitely... I mean, who uses the word badass to describe themselves? You know, like, I feel like that would be kind of weird. Um, I do consider myself like a very strong willed, strong headed woman. So I, you know, that part I would say, but yeah, it's like, who would use the word badass to explain themselves? Yeah. Not me. I, I wouldn't necessarily, but. <laughs> well, you're just, if you're quoting somebody else that used it, then it's okay, right? So exactly. you don't necessarily yeah. use it for yourself. But you, uh, I, I was looking over a lot of stuff about you today, just different podcasts I was listening to and reading different stuff. And, and your story is just one that a lot of people would never guess, absolutely never guess. And we'll get into that here in just a minute. Um uh, first off, we're going to just kind of get into um, a little bit uh, about Chelsea, the person, before we get into Chelsea, the artist. Okay. And uh, we, we have a little, a little connection geographically. We talked about mm-hmm. that earlier. And uh, now, is that where you're at right now? Are you in Nashville or are you at home? I'm at home right now. I'm at home in Seymour. Okay. And for those of you that don't know, it's Seymour, Missouri, which is out by Springfield. And I was just telling Chelsea, we were just out there this weekend. And as we were going through Seymour, I was telling my wife, that's where Chelsea lives. And she, of course, first question out of her mouth, Chelsea, who? And I had to explain to her that you're the artist coming on tonight. (laughs) You can drive through through Seymour in about 30 seconds. So don't blink. (laughs) (laughs) If you blink your eyes, you're going to miss the Mennonites riding along the highway. Exactly. <laughs> on their carts. It's so funny when you go out there because Seymour is a big, I guess the surrounding area is big to the Mennonite community because you'll see a Sunday afternoon about two o'clock. If you're going through there, there's several on Highway 60. 
Yeah, um, we have many, and they're so these are Amish. It's most there are Mennonites, but primarily they're Amish that live out here yeah. in Seymour. But yes, I have many, many Amish neighbors that we know very well. So. I always get them confused. The Mennonites are the ones that don't they they're they use the power and the electric and the right. cars, and the Amish are the ones that use the horse-drawn carriages and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it's cool stuff to see. But uh, what was growing up in Seymour like? So, you know, I actually, I grew up in a town called Ozark, which isn't far from Seymour. Everyone mm. seems to know where Branson is, Branson, right. Missouri. So Ozark is just north of Branson. So it's kind of the same area. It's like, you know, 30, 40 minutes from Seymour. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, the Southwest Missouri area. But yeah, I, you know, I've lived in a small town pretty much my whole life, except when I went to college, I lived in Springfield, but um, I grew up on a farm. I live on a farm now, you know, total country girl at heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I like being out in the middle of nowhere. It's like, whenever I go to Nashville, it's always just strange for me. I get very frustrated with driving in traffic because I don't do that on a, on a normal basis out here. Um, so it's kind of like a shock for me every time I go to these bigger cities. But um, I love Missouri. I, I love living here. I love growing up here. You know, it's a beautiful place to be. And um, I, where I'm from, it's, it is Southern Missouri. You know, we're only like 30 minutes from the Arkansas border. So we are considered kind of the South down here, which I'm, I'm proud to be a part of, but um, yes, you know, just simple country living. And I never thought growing up that this is where I would be today. That is for sure. <laughs> so what did you major in, in college? I'm guessing you, did you go to uh, what's now Missouri state? No, I actually went to Drury. Um, okay. It's a small Yes, yes. Matt Stahl went to Drury as well. Um, uh, and it's just, yeah, it's a smaller private college, but I loved it. Um, I majored in business. I, I couldn't, I switched majors like five times and I finally just settled on business because I was like, I just, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, which now I know why it's because I, I wasn't doing what I was meant to do, but um, it helped. I, I mean, Music is a business, so I, I'm glad I ended up doing that for sure. Yeah, the, the cool part is just in the, what, six minutes we've been talking, okay? I'm going to share this with you. We have a connection because I lived in Bolivar, Springfield area, which is about, what, 40 minutes away from Seymour or something like that, 30 minutes? Yeah, um, Lambert's is in Ozark, which the home of Lambert's is Syston, where I work my day job. And my son attended and my daughter-in-law attended Drury. My son went to the Drury Law Enforcement Academy. My daughter-in-law attended Drury as a really? art teacher. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, I wonder if I know them. So, so we're like very, you know, uh, very connected. That's that's yeah, uh, it's such a small yeah. world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, of course, like I said, I lived in Springfield. So um, a lot of the places, I mean, um, your latest video was filmed. I never went to the club. My daughter goes there. I don't. Never, <laughs> and I've been by it. She showed me where it was. So I know where it's at. Um. But that's just so cool with the connection. But I, I mean, I got to tell you, 
just sitting here reading stuff about you. I mean, I pulled different, I, all kinds of stuff off today just to kind of look over and see, you know, and um, another quote reminds us that real women of country know how to get their boots dirty. She doesn't just sing about it. She was raised on it and she's worked on it. You've raised on a farm, you work on a farm. Did you ever do like any kind of, and I asked this of uh, like showing or rodeo work, anything related to farm animals when you were younger? You know, I didn't ever do any of that actually, like showing the animals. I did, I mean, I always, honestly, I have nightmares about it sometimes about helping my dad work cows. Um, <laughs> it's funny. So my parents are actually our neighbors. My husband and I live down the street from my parents. We all kind of live on this big farm. And, um, so, you know, they kind of help us and we kind of help them still. And right. it's so funny because, you know, girl, I, I, if anyone's ever worked cows with their dad, like they know what I'm talking about. Just, mm -hmm the screaming, the fighting, the yelling, the total chaos. So I got a lot of like that kind of experience, not the fun stuff though, not the, you know, the showing them and like all that competition stuff. Um, but I, I used to, we used to have little calves that we would bottle feed, which um, I say I love, like, I'll be like, oh, I loved that. And my mom will remind me. She's like, whatever, I could barely get you out of bed at 6 a.m. in the morning to go do it. But uh, <laughs> I guess I, I guess I only remember the fun parts, but right. Um, yeah. And, you know, to this day, when we work cows, it's like, you know, I'm in my 20s and it's like, I still, <laughs> Me and my dad still fight and yell at each other, just like we did when I was a kid. <laughs> kind of have flashbacks of all that, you know, and you're going, yeah. whoa, I've relived this. yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that's great. So um, growing up, I mean, you, you weren't really, now, did you do any kind of singing in school at all? No, not besides the programs, you know, in like fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth grade that everyone right. was forced to do. Um, right. Besides that, no. <laughs> okay. And that's what makes your story so interesting. And we're going to get to that. Um, matter of fact, let's, let's move on to that now, because here you are, you're, and, and I don't know how old, um, but. Um, we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> right, right. You're in college. We'll say that. We'll, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And, and I'm not going to ruin the story because I want you to tell it, but you really had no inkling of singing until you got to college. Right. Yeah. You know, so I grew up listening to country music. That's all that was ever on. That's all my parents ever played. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so I loved singing in the car to like Reba and Martina and Faith Hill, um, just like any other person would sing in the car. And I loved you know, I, I would walk around the yard and sing as a kid. I loved, you know, when I got into high school, I would sing in my own car on the way to school. You know, I enjoyed singing to myself. However, I never thought that I was anything special. I just thought, you know, everybody sings for fun, whatever. Um, you know, I didn't even try out for high school choir because I didn't think I would make it. And I couldn't bear the thought of the embarrassment of not making choir and so I never even tried out because I was like oh my gosh I'm just not I'm not good enough to do that you know right. um and honestly 
I was hanging out with some friends one night in college and I was singing along to the radio, I guess. I mean, not trying to let anyone hear me, but they did hear me and they were like, oh my gosh, like you're a really good singer. And I'm like, I am. I, I really just thought everyone could sing on key. Like that wasn't anything special. Everyone <laughs> could sing on, on pitch, you know, everyone could hold a tune. I thought that was normal. And um, they forced me to go to karaoke bars and, um, I was like a show pony. They would just sign <laughs> me up every karaoke bar they could get me in and they would sign me up and I would do the karaoke thing. And I, it was terrifying, um, to me anyway, as someone who never really had sang in front of anybody. And right. so I got a little more comfortable doing that, you know, doing the karaoke thing mm -hmm. and. Uh, I kind of got, you know, a little well-known, I guess, in some of the karaoke bars. And so I joined a cover band eventually and we, we did country covers. And I remember we booked our first show in Springfield at this club called cartoons and it's not there anymore, but, um, and I was expecting like our parents to show up, you know, maybe 15 people. Right. And so we're getting ready to go on and I peek out and it's full. I mean, this place is full. Right. And I didn't even think I was going to be able to walk up on stage. I was so terrified. I mean, this was my first performance, really. If, if you know, I wouldn't count karaoke in this category, but um, right. I I remember tell I told myself before I walked up, I was like, okay, you just have to get through this two-hour set, and then you can quit, and you never have to do this again. Right. I felt so sick and horrible that I was like, I just don't, I don't want to do this ever again. This is awful feeling. And I'm like, I'm just not, I'm just not cut out for this, you know? Um, and it sounds so cliche and cheesy, but within the first like 30 seconds of that first song, something just clicked. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I think this is what I am meant to do. And I, I swear the rest of the show I don't even think I was nervous the rest of the show. I just, the energy from the crowd and being up there performing, it, I don't know. It was like that. It became, it was natural. And right. I I'm like, I don't know where that came from. You know, I, I, the only thing I can think of is like, I, I was a cheerleader. I cheered all through college. So I was kind of used to being in front of a crowd, but I, you know, they weren't, really paying attention to us they were paying attention to who was playing on the floor or the field um so having all the attention on me was something I wasn't used to but yeah I, I did the cover band thing for a while and then kind of thought well and, you know and I have no musical ability really I <laughs> I don't play an instrument I can't read music I, I don't know anything about music <laughs> as far as as far as music theory goes <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like well you know I, I was singing all these covers and i would kind of get used to oh here's where my voice sounds good and here's my you know my style i think and so i would take pieces of what i liked from covers and i thought well maybe i'll start dabbling in songwriting and see how that goes and that's something again i never thought i'd be able to do and here I am. I, I started writing and it just started flowing out of me. And I just constantly have song ideas now. And I don't know where they come from. I don't know how I write songs 
<laughs> without an instrument. I, I don't know. It's so strange, but it's definitely, yeah, something I, I literally just fell into randomly. Wow. That's, and that's so cool because when people hear you, when, when we get into the song a little bit later on, and, and I have to tell you this, and, and I've said this before, um, technology, technology is a great thing, especially for singers, because they can make me sound good, but you don't need it. Let me, let me preface it by saying you do not need the technology. You're a good singer regardless. And when they hear your voice, they're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but you were, I mean, you released your first single just over a year ago. Yeah. August 2020. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what a great time to start my music career, right? And, <laughs> in 2020. Yeah, that was tough because I, I just, like I said, I did the cover band thing for a while and I just, it, I, I, started dabbling in songwriting and thought maybe I could do this for a career, do an actual, be an artist, have my mm -hmm. own original stuff. So, you know, I started just kind of experimenting in that. And I did, I, I experimented in it for a couple of years before I really launched it because I needed to write the music. I needed to get a team around me and I needed to brand myself and figure out who I was as an artist. So I took some time away from playing so many shows to figure that out, which ended up being the best decision I ever could have made. But so, you know, 2020 comes along and I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I've got my brand. I've got all this music ready and, or, you know, I had some music ready and I was ready to show the world. I was ready to play, go out and play. And I think I had my first show booked March, like March 14th and the world shut down about March 10th. Right. <laughs> and wow. I was like, Oh man, this is a sign. Um, maybe I need a different career. You know, I seriously was like, it was tough because I felt like I was so behind then because right. that was last year supposed to be my kickoff year and that I was going to build all this stuff. And I felt like I didn't get to do anything, but I just, accepted it for what it was. And I ended up writing a ton of material and new music, which has, you know, kind of been coming out this year. And yeah, I decided to release hands on the Bible because even though I couldn't go out and play it as much, I thought, I think, I, you know, at the time I thought, I think this is really going to resonate with people right now, the message of it. Mm -hmm. And it did it like, oh, yeah. I didn't have a reference point because it was my first single really. And I didn't know what it would do, but it, reached the top 80 on country radio and got like a hundred thousand or more streams and right still to this day gets shared. And I, yeah, it was, that was just a blessing that the timing of that song for me was huge and right. it really kickstarted things quickly for me. So, so just when you thought the career was over hands on the Bible comes out and it just exploded in a way, in a sense, to yeah. be bigger than what you expected. So did that go back and validate your decision as far as becoming an artist? It did. You know, I feel like I have those moments a lot. Um, I feel like now I'm to the point where I feel more secure in mm -hmm. who I am as an artist and where I am as an artist. And, 
you know, I've learned a lot about the music industry and, but yes, I I've had many of those moments where I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, everyone, I feel like everyone has those days, no matter what dream you're chasing or what career path you're following. It's like, we all have those days where we're like, is this really worth it? Or should I just completely do something else? <laughs> like Absolutely. something else would be so much easier, you know? And yeah. I swear every single time I feel like that or have felt like that a couple days later, something happens and it's like a sign from God of, Oh yes, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So keep going. And I, yeah, that's kind of when you know that you're doing the right thing is right. Just things keep happening um, that push you in the right direction. And that was one of them. Yeah. Hands on the Bible. Um, that was a tough year. I really, I really had to have that song push me and, you know, my family and friends kind of had to nudge me too. Cause I, there were days that I really wanted to give up, but <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> well, we are too. I mean, now here's the thing. I mean, so you started when you started with a cover band, what year was it? So about 2016. Okay, so you did the cover band for three and a half. Three years about, yeah. Yeah, three years, something like that. So were you touring mostly around Springfield and and uh, like uh, northwest Arkansas? Were you getting over into Oklahoma and Kansas? Because they're really close to you too, you know, places like yeah. that. Oh, gosh, you know, by the end of that, we were playing. Uh, I want to say that we played over a hundred shows a year. And that was like, that was a part-time thing for us. I mean, we all had jobs during that too. That Like at that point, it was just kind of a hobby. Right. Um, and I mean, it was a very time consuming hobby. <laughs> I was just, we were just killing ourselves working all week and then touring all weekend. But right. man, yeah, we played anywhere who that would book us. We would go, we ended up playing all over, you know, we did Iowa, Illinois, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas. Um, we did go and play in Tennessee. Um, but yeah, so the Midwest, Wisconsin, even, um, right. we, we got out there for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a good experience for me to like get the performance part, um, down before mm -hmm. I, you know, be, decided to become an actual artist so right and now a couple of things i've read and and i'm just going to ask you the question like this um what do you feel like is your most defining trait when it comes to being a musician what is the one thing that you say that's that's just how i am well um I would say, oh gosh, there's a few things that come to mind, but one is I am, I think part of it comes from me not doing this my entire life and kind of finding it later in life. Right. I was already kind of established as who I was as a person before I got into show business, I guess <laughs> you could call it. And I think that's really good for me because and and people who have seen my shows will tell you this, like, and this is always my biggest thing is 
I, I want to be very genuine and authentic. And so at my shows, like, yes, I do put on a show. However, when I, when you see me live, you're going to feel like you're just hanging out with me as a friend. I, I, I don't put on a show personality wise. I do musically. Um, but personality wise, I don't, I don't try and make this like a big production and make myself like a character up there, you know, um, you're going to get the same Chelsea that you do. Like if you were sitting with me in my house right now, that's how I act on stage, you know, um, (laughs) which my team would probably want me to be a little more like professional, I guess is the (laughs) word on stage, but I don't know. Every show, I just feel like I'm there to make new friends and hang out and, and I love getting that feedback as well. People are like, man, you know, I, I feel like I really know you after your show. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a real person. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> I, <Right. laughs> I'm not up there to be like a character. Um, that, and I would say the other would be, I just try and go as hard as I can on stage. And I think people will see that when, when they get to come see me live, you know, Right. I don't rest very much on stage. Every song I do is pushing it to the absolute limit because I want it to be like a roller coaster for people. And um, that's something I work really hard on. And I, you know, physically and mentally um, to put on just a show that just is 100 miles an hour from the time I step on till the time I step off. Right. And that, is, that is what I want to be known for is like, man. I'm exhausted just watching and listening to her. <laughs> exactly. She just wears me out, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, um, who were some of the influences that you look back today and you go, wow, they really had a strong um, part and who Chelsea James is today? So, the first one that comes to mind um so vocally, you know, I was in fifth grade when Carrie Underwood was on American Idol, fifth or sixth grade. I can't remember exactly, but I was obsessed with her. <laughs> and like I said, in high school, I would sing in the car to myself on the way to school all the time. And I would sing her albums a lot. And it was like a game to me because her songs are so challenging. And I would just be like, right. oh, I wonder let me practice this song until I can hit that note, you know, cause just vocally that woman is crazy. But, yeah. and at the time to me, it was just for fun. I had no purpose for it, but now I'm like, I really think that that is how I trained myself to sing by singing Carrie Underwood's albums by myself in the car. Um, cause right. like I said, I would sing her songs until I could hit it. You know, I'd figure out, cause I didn't know anything about singing like the proper technique or anything. I just knew like, Ooh, if I do it like this, it's easier to hit this. Or if I do it like that, then I can do this. And I would just experiment. I just thought it was fun. And so vocally Carrie Underwood is a huge influence of mine. Um, just musically in general though, like I really like classic rock, you know, journey is an influence of mine. I just, I like that big epicness that like journey and carry bring to 
their music and even bands like shine down i saw them in concert one time when i was in high school i think or college i don't know one of the two and mm-hmm. um, they just amazed me with with just the dynamics of their songs and um that's that's always what i strive to do is in my songs you know have big big moments in there that are surprising or you know i just i i don't want anything to be boring or like too you know straight down the middle it's like i want which makes it really hard for my live shows sometimes but um yeah i just want everything to be really epic and so yeah carrie of course all the 90s ladies martina mcbride reba faith hill just like the powerhouse right like that is what I strive to be and I feel like we're kind of going away from that female wise in the country music world right now it's more soft and which Uh is fine I mean everyone has their style but I would really love to bring back like the Miranda Lambert gunpowder and lead and Carrie Underwood before he cheats days but of course with my own spin on it so right Right. And there's, I mean, you are right. There are a lot of the ladies nowadays that seem to be a little softer. You know, if you look at them, some of the newer ones, um, you know, Laney Wilson uh, thinks a man ought to know that's not a real powerful one or um, I, I, uh, gosh, Gabby Barrett. That was the one that I couldn't bring in front of my mind. She's kind of that way too. I, I love her. I, I love what she's doing. Um, yeah, I I strive to be like Gabby Barrett because I feel like she's kind of that way too. She's very authentic, but boy, mm-hmm. she just a powerhouse. I mean, yeah. yeah, she's yeah, she's definitely got the she's got the vocal cords to hit any note she wants. <laughs> yes, um, one of my wife's favorites is Lauren Elena, and Lauren can get up there pretty good too. Yes, she's, oh, yes. she's got some. She's got some little bit of notes on her too. <laughs> you know, she yes. she can throw them out there now. Once you got past the, um, uh, for lack of a better word, localization of where you were and you decided you were going to go to Nashville, was that something because people encouraged you or did you just say, I'm going to give this a try in, in, you know, the country music mecca. I just want to go to Nashville. I want to see what I can do. Yeah, you know. I, I learned in this industry, you meet so many people like just the music industry is so connected. The country music industry is so connected. It's a very small, small world. Um, you, you find, and, you know, I learned quickly that I needed to be out there to do certain things. Like that was just not negotiable. Cause you know, I, like I was saying earlier, I love where I live. I love home. I'm definitely a homebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the big city. <laughs> and, but, you know, I realized there are things that I needed to be out there and do. That's, that's, that is the home base of country music. And, right. you know, there are a lot of things I can do because of technology where I don't have to go to Nashville. You know, I don't always have to be there to record my vocals or whatever. Right. But, um, I learned that there is a lot of creative space out there and people, there's so many people to write with, you know, and again, I, I, I was always hesitant, hesitant just because it, it, 
intimidated me to go, you right. know, I'd never, I was like, I would tell my team, I'm like, okay, I'll come, but I don't want to play a show. You know, it's like, I'll come and write with someone and do these photo shoots. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to play a show yet, you know? And cause I would go and watch and it's like the talent level out there is intimidating. Oh yeah. And I still consider myself so new and, um, I have now I have played a handful of shows out there and it's fine. I, I got over that fear and it's, it's so fun playing out there. I wish I wouldn't have been so worried, but right. You know, now it's like my favorite place to go to be creative. Like there's, I have this group of people that I have found that I just vibe with and we can pump out really awesome songs together. And um, so, yeah, everything with me, becoming an artist has taken some nudging from like family and friends and my team. Cause I'm just, I don't know. I just, this whole, this whole career and thing is just so foreign to me as, as who I am. I just don't consider myself like this big performer and like, you know, that's just, I love singing, but that other stuff is just still kind of, just weird to me, but now I love going out there and I do all kinds of stuff, but right. um, there's definitely, it's definitely like this business is all about networking. And I learned that fast too. It's like, you do need to know certain people. That's exactly. how the world works. <laughs> exactly. I, I always say it's not what you know, it's who you know, and that's what it boils down to. Absolutely yeah. who you know. Yeah. So how did you, how did now your producer, um, not he he's not just a you know sits in the back of a studio and produces all day he's he's pretty well known in nashville outside of nashville with other people how did you get hooked up with him so um i'm assuming you're talking about kenny yes yes okay because i i work with a few different producers on right. certain things but um yes so when I, gosh, it's like, it's just a chain of people you meet. I swear. It's like you meet someone and they know someone and they introduce you to that someone and they introduce you. And so back in the cover band days, um, we ended up towards the end, have, we got a manager and yes. this manager knew somebody named Mike Bailey, who is a producer down in Northwest Arkansas. And um, he actually worked with Shay Mooney before Shay became Dan and Shay. So right. I was like, of course, I was intrigued by that. I'm like, yes, I want to work with him. And Mike is still one of my really good friends. And we still we're actually working on a project together right now. But um, yeah, and through Mike, he was like, yeah, there's, you know, I know this, I know this guy and he's been a songwriter for years. And I think he'd have a lot of connections and he produces. And so he introduced me to Kenny and, you know, Kenny listened to my stuff that I was working on and said, Hey, I think I can help you. And it really is just meeting people. Like I've met so many people just <laughs> by meeting one other person, you know, right. it's amazing what, what that networking thing does, but yeah. And, um, Kenny and I, and another guy named Danny actually wrote my latest single together as well. Um, Steady, the song I just recently put out, we ended up writing that one together and we've written quite a bit and 
yeah. So he definitely like just because when I started with him, that was like when I just first decided or even thought about going and doing this solo career. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so having someone in the industry to kind of point me in the right direction um, right. was a huge help and help me with figure out my sound and all of that. So yeah, it's it, like, no one does this on their own. There's always, oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but maybe someone does, but I don't know who that person is. And I definitely, there's no way I could have ever started this on my own without other people believing in me. I mean, really, right. really. So. Right. And this business is not a do it by yourself type of business. You, you've got to know somebody or you meet them. I mean, and you can meet them in a restaurant, you know, and strike up a conversation. Next thing you know, they're introducing you to somebody else who knows somebody else who knows somebody else, you know, that kind of thing. And that's just Nashville. Um, this is what Kenny says about you, that you've got a voice made for big melodies and guitar riffs. You're a rare vocalist and a real performer. Now, when you hear that term rare vocalist, because like you said earlier, you just kind of happened into this and it wasn't on your radar to do this at the time and coming from your producer, how does that make you feel? Yeah. You know, I still feel like I don't even buy into it myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people, people will compare me to Carrie Underwood and say stuff like that. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, I've just never heard a voice like yours. And again, it's just like, I still feel like I'm so new at this and I'm still learning. And I, I suppose I was just given a gift that <laughs> like, I don't know where it came from, but right. um, I just, I try not to, I try not to buy into it too much because again, I want to keep that, like, I want to stay humble. I want to keep working and, you know, you're never truly finished working, but right. um, it is nice to hear. I will say if I had a dollar for every time someone said I sounded like Carrie Underwood, I'd probably be rich, but I never complain about that comparison. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy just to think, how far I've been able to come in such a short amount of time. And I guess that's, that's part of it. You know, I, I really do try and push myself to the absolute limit vocally in all of my songs. And I, I guess that comes through and people can hear that, which I'm glad because it's a struggle sometimes right. <laughs> in the studio. And the most amazing part of it, because, you know, like you were saying earlier, we were in the midst of a pandemic and the world was shut down. I mean, you could barely go to the grocery store yeah. you know, at that point. And then you release the song and this song to date is, and I looked at the numbers earlier, but I know it's, and I may be wrong. A um, hundred and I want to say like 140,000 plus streams or something just since. I mean, <laughs> that is, it's yeah. phenomenal. I mean, yeah. and it's Multiple songs, you know, have gone, you know, a lot of people would be grateful. If, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of artists say, you know, if my song hits 25,000 streams, I'm happy. Um, the only one that hasn't hit that, and that's only because you just released it, is Steady. Everything else is like above 25,000 by a long shot, I think. 
Yeah, you know, and you you just never know which song is gonna hit something. You know, my last song must have been drunk. I it was able to get picked up on some bigger Pandora country playlists, mm -hmm. uh, which when you get that, that always helps your numbers a lot because you're right. getting new eyeballs on it. And um, yes, I, I'm telling you what, Hands on the Bible was huge for me. It really like. And for my first song too, you know, it just, it was a huge introduction into the country music world for me. And right. um, I, I was a little hesitant though. Cause I thought, I mean, if you haven't heard the song, it's a very wholesome song. And right. if you hear some of my other songs, they're not all that wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, Ooh, I don't want to give, I don't want to like give my give the wrong impression. Not that I'm not a wholesome person, you know, but I don't want to scare people with my other music after this, you know, but, right. <laughs> but right. it worked. I thought I just, I was just afraid that, Oh no, when I put out my next song or my song must've been drunk, you know, like, all right, am I going to lose followers who followed me because I put out hands on the Bible, but that really hasn't been the case. I just, you know, all I can do is stay true to myself and, if I lose followers, then so be it. But um, yeah, I don't even know what the question was or what what, what topic we were on, but I kind of got off on a tangent. <laughs> well, it, it was, I, quite honestly, I don't remember either. I was just kind of <laughs> listening to the, the tangent going, well, it's, it's true. You know, you don't want to give it away. You're, you're doing. <laughs> That's one thing about me. I can talk. You know, that's, that's one of the exciting things about this show because I, I'm not, a, and I know this will probably go against some things that I've read about you, but I'm not a structured person because I'll be doing this through a show and I'm looking at questions, you know, hand, mm -hmm. paper in my hand. And then all of a sudden it's just like that. It's like, just yeah. throw them away. I'm not going to use them. I'm just going to go with the flow. And it's it makes it so way. much easier that way. It's more yeah. fun, you know? Um, so speaking of the powerhouse vocals and um, just Chelsea as a singer, um, I've got Steady queued up. I'm going to play that real quick. Let folks listen to it. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the backstory of the song. And, and uh, there's a, uh, you know, just kind of find out some more about you because, uh, you know, you're, you're, just your story is so interesting to me and and i'm just like wow so we'll talk about that first we'll we'll get to chelsea this is called steady it's on before nashville it's being brought to you by go go tuners they're a great tuner they were developed by professional musicians and they're the go-to tuner for professional and amateur musicians alike if you're looking for a tuner they're green you're in red you're out technology is fantastic for those that can't tune and have to have the assistance of a tuner or you got to do a quick on stage or something like that so check them out gogotuners.com here's chelsea james this is called steady on before nashville one day i'm strong the next i'm weak when i lose control i love the way you know Days. 
today chelsea james and her latest single and it's called steady that is a powerhouse of a song yeah it's i uh i was nervous going into the recording studio for that one because i was like man i have all these ideas but we'll see if i can hit those notes but yeah um it is powerful i wanted i wanted the vocals to match you know how I felt in the right. song and writing the song and about the song. And, you know, I mean, it's about my life and I wanted it to be dramatic and inspirational and very moving. And um, yeah, it, it ended up being so just so powerful. And 
I, yeah, that's going to be one of my favorites forever. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a very, I mean, it's a, um, uh, you know, thinking to a show, you know, on stage, that's going to be one of those that is just going to be a phenomenal moment when you get into that song and you get into the chorus and your, I mean, your voice is just soaring up to the rafters of the building, you know, I mean, just crazy. As yeah. I can just see all that playing over in my mind. And um, I, I will take a, a quick second to make a plug. Um, if you want to see Chelsea sing that song, she's actually going to be at the camp at Lake Wapapello a week from Saturday for Freedom Jam. We have her on the bill there, and I'm super excited to see her live um, and uh, just to see how that song's going to be uh, performed on stage. That's going to be so amazing. You can get tickets at eventbrite.com, search Freedom Jam and uh, come out and check Chelsea out because she is going to be, uh, she's going to be one of those. I, I, I really think at some point it will be one of those. I knew her win type of artist, <laughs> you know, I really do. Um, oh, gosh. You just have that personality um, and, and the vocals. I mean, you're, you're uh, uh, to hit some of those notes. I just don't know how. <laughs> I really know. Sometimes I'm up on stage and I don't know how I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? But you know what? It, I really, you got to trust yourself sometimes, you know, I, I should, right. I need to trust myself a little more sometimes, but um, yeah, you know, I, we all have some special gift we were given and, you know, I, this gift is a very fun gift. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I got this gift because it's pretty fun, but um <laughs> You know, we all have some special talent we can do, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I love it. I, I like when my shows and my performances are challenging. Cause to me, that's just adds to the excitement. You know, if I just went out there and sang stuff that was easy, like too easy and just, I don't know, to me, that just isn't as fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there's no challenge and the, the yeah. challenge is what makes it more fun. Yeah. And, um, so you, um, you're kind of, this is one of the odd things that I, well, it's not an odd thing. Let me retract that. It's not an <laughs> odd thing, but you're a planner. I mean, you can't just like go out and do stuff. Everything's, I mean, you're kind of a type A personality from what I read. Kind of. Yeah. It's, okay. Well, from <laughs> what I've read, now, I may be a little bit of a misnomer. <laughs> That's, no, kind of would be an understatement. Yes, I am very type A. <laughs> and uh yeah so uh, as that i mean you know you you've got to be on basically the planning side of everything how much time do you put into planning like your your shows say like you're going to do a show this weekend somewhere mm -hmm. how, oh. how much time do you spend on getting that show ready either on paper or in your mind you know set list do you pick out your you know, your outfit you're going to wear. If you got two or three nights in a row, you're going to be doing something. How, how, how type A are you, Chelsea? That's the question we're trying to get to here, but we're taking the long trip to the outhouse. On <laughs> well, let me just explain. <laughs> um, yes, which is one of me being type A is one of the reasons that this industry and this career is so difficult for me sometimes because it's, 
it's not something you can always plan. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen. Right. And you can plan all you want and it doesn't mean anything's going to happen. You know, that's what right. sucks. It's like, you can put all your work, all this work into something and it could do nothing, you know, but um, anyway, yes. As far as live shows go, that is the most important part of this whole thing for me is the live shows because when it comes down to it, I mean, that's what you do is perform for people. (laughs) So, um, I put a lot of time and effort into these shows and oh my gosh, I feel like I've worked on our set list. I, I feel like I'm just now to the point this year where, okay, I'm happy with our set list mm-hmm. as far as, you know, we'll like at the beginning of the year, you know, we would do shows and we had our set lists. And if I feel that there's even a little bit of a lull in the show, I cut, I cut a song and I replace it with something else until I figure out, okay, I mean, it is like an equation, you know, you just keep plugging different songs in because you just want to get the mood right and like figure out, okay, where, you know, you do have some slow songs. So what's the perfect time for that? What are these people going to respond to? And different crowds respond to different things, you know? So I'm constantly working on that and changing it and learning new songs. Golly, every show, I feel like there's two or three new songs that I've added that I'm that just learned, you know, cause I'm like, Ooh, this one would be so much better here, but yeah, you know, I craft the set list, making sure that I, it's funny that you ask this question because I get asked often what I do all week, like when I'm not playing shows and I'm like, what do I do all week? Are you kidding me? What do I not do? So I, um, <laughs> I, cause I, I don't think, and I didn't either. I don't think people understand what all goes into this business behind the scenes. There's so much behind the scenes. And so now that you mentioned that, I actually started logging this week how much time I spend on certain things just to see where my time is going and what I need to spend more time on and whatnot. But yeah, so like, for example, I had two shows this past weekend and um, you know, making the set list for each of them. Cause I knew what kind of event it was. And like one was more of a dinner show. So it's like, I'm not going to come out singing gunpowder and lead. I'm, you know, it needs to be a little more, so you got to feel the vibe out. You got to get the vibe and craft the set list. And then yes, the outfits. Oh my gosh, the outfits, which is my least favorite part. Um, oh, I wish I could just get up there in sweatpants, but my <laughs> Anna doesn't like when I do that. So I got to put together the outfit, <laughs> which is time consuming. And because, man, you're on stage, you know, you got to look good, but you also cannot have any wardrobe malfunctions happening. Right. And that does happen sometimes. You got to make sure that's not happening. And the marketing, you know, it's like you got to do your your social media schedule to market the show correctly. I'm like, I got to make make sure I'm making my graphics to to promote the show. You know, I do a lot of that, and and then on top of that, you got to set up for the dang thing. And it's like, if people knew how many pieces of equipment you had to set up for one show, 
It takes hours. It does. I know. <laughs> and, then you, and then you sound check it every single time, which takes another hour and a half. And then, you know, I, I'm still independent. So I do everything like, you know, mm -hmm. set up the whole merch table and make sure, you know, I've got all my inventory straight for that. And it's like, Oh yeah, there, it's, it is, it's truly running your own business. It just looks really fun from the outside, which it is, it is totally is, but there's a lot of work that goes into it that people don't see and don't realize, but oh my gosh, yes. If I do not have, I'm so type a that even though we all know the schedule of the day, I still bring printed out agendas for my whole band. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, setup time is at two. We will begin sound check at two fifteen, or you know, it's like, right. and then set starts at seven p.m. and then we will take a break at eight fifteen. You know, it's like, oh yes, I need everything planned because it just makes my anxiety a little bit better. Well, and and I'm gonna throw a wrench in there real quick because have you ever been on stage and you looked at the crowd and go, they're not gonna respond to this next song that I have down, so I'm gonna have to change it. Yes, that's and that's the thing <laughs> that I hate to have to do is um, I would love if every show I could make a set list and we stick exactly to that set list and know exactly right. what we're gonna play. There are times that I'm like, hey. You guys know, like, I can tell that these are people who want to line dance, you know? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll turn around to my band and be like, hey, we all kind of know Boot, Scoot, and Boogie. Let's just play it, see what happens, <laughs> you know? And it's like we're playing a song that we've never practiced, but, <laughs> it, it, you know, luckily they're talented enough to do that. But, yes, it's all – I every time I get off stage, I feel like I've just run a marathon mentally and physically because you're oh, just yeah. like, oh, I don't know if they're feeling this. Let's switch things around. Hurry. Okay, let's do this. And you're trying not to make – you know, have a big space of silence in between songs. And, yeah, it's it's a lot, but right, it's fun. It is. And and it, it, is, it is a very hard thing, I mean, in order to do that. So um, – uh, let me see here. Um, if, if you got approached by an artist to go out on tour with them, a, a worldwide tour, mm -hmm. if you could in your mind, set that up and, and I don't want to say pick that artist because they're in essence, picking you to go out on tour of them with them what who's the one artist that you would without hesitation go i'm there hardy Good <laughs> um not what I, I expected but i'll go with it <laughs> i absolutely love what he is putting now granted i have a lot of answers to, to right. that question like i could probably name 50 people that i would be equally as happy touring with but um Hardy, he is just blowing my mind and I love what he's doing. And I think he's such a unique artist. Like mm -hmm. you look at that guy and then you listen to his music and you're like, that could not be the same person. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I just think he's so cool. Um, and he's kind of doing something that I'm trying to do. You know, it's like he has that little bit of that, that rock edge in a lot right. of 
music that he's brought in, but he's so Southern that it's still a country, you know, and that's the part that I'm, I'm not quite as Southern as him. I'm not from Mississippi. So uh, I don't have quite the twang that he does naturally, but I love what he's doing. And I think he's so cool. And I think we have a similar style as far as like a lot of our songs are mm -hmm. high energy hype songs, um, you know, very dynamic and oh my gosh, I would love to do a duet with the guy one day. We'll see if I ever get that famous to be able to do that. But I just think we could put on we could put on a killer show together. So yeah, right now Hardy is my answer. He's uh I, I've seen him live and he puts on a great show. He really does. Oh, just phenomenal. So let's go to the mirror of that question. Okay. You are going out on a national tour and you get to pick two artists to open for you, artists, duos, groups, whatever. Who are they going to be? Okay. So I get two. Mm -hmm. Okay. So number one, um, a lot of people probably have never heard of this guy, but he's from Texas and he's not mainstream at all, which is why I love him. His name is Paul Coffin. Mm -hmm. And um, you got to look him. If you haven't heard of him, you have to look him up after this. Like incredible. Just he, his voice is a mix between Johnny Cash and Elvis. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you listen. Right. But um, he's another one of those just like, I feel like fits with my personality as far as just unapologetically himself. He doesn't try to put on some front when he's on stage he just is who he is and he's there to hang out and he's not too famous to you know acknowledge you out in the crowd or whatever and i just love people like artists who are really genuine in that way that's who i try to stick with um so definitely he would be one and then oh man i feel like i can't say anyone super famous because i feel like i'm not in the position to say that <laughs> And that's a nice thing. And, and I have a lot of artists say that. And I always tell them that's a nice thing about this podcast. Jason listened once in a while. Carrie, I don't know. She's dealing with, you know, uh, Isaiah and Mike. Of course, that keeps her busy. Lauren from time. I'm just kidding. I don't know if any of them listen, but it sounds good on paper. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, this is just your time to throw out your, your desires, your fantasies. Yeah. Because, you know, it takes one person to get you from where you're at now, where they're at now. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, man, and that's such a hard question. Cause I could, again, I could say 50 people right now. No. <laughs> um, gosh. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, cause he's another one and you just said him, he's another one who he started this trend. I feel like this trend of country with the rock edge and he does it so well, Mr. Jason Aldean. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, my husband would, pee his pants if I ever went on tour with Jason Aldean. <laughs> he loves that man. <laughs> he, he's pretty cool down to earth fella. So, you know, <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. I just, that whole vibe of artists who, you know, they're unapologetic. They, they are who they are. If they, right. if they offend people by what they say too bad, I love that. <laughs> right. So, right. 
And, That'd and, be my lineup. That's that, that's like when you said Hardy, you know, you go out on tour with Hardy. First thing came to mind that the two of you would be, I mean, I know it's not a duet, but uh, what's it, Unapologetically Country? Is that the name of it? Um, um, that sounds like it should be it. Of what? Uh, of Hardy's song. Is that the title of it? Unapologetically Country? Um, we talked um, about having... Uh, Bug blood on his Sunday clothes and um or is it just unapologetically? Now maybe I maybe it's just unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Yeah. It's, it's a country in parentheses type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> that one of those deals. But that that just kind of came to my mind. I could just, you know, that was yeah, one of those I'm going, exactly. yeah, that's that's how he is. I mean, and yes. that's you know, the both of you. So with you being a planner, because um, you know, we're getting down, uh, I've had you on here. And I'm going, holy cow, where has this time gone? <laughs> I told you, uh, I like to talk, so you got to watch me. It's like I don't even want to cut it. I mean, I, I don't want to end it right now because you're such an easy person to talk to and you've got so many great stories to tell. <laughs> and to be in the industry for basically, I mean, if you count the cover days, you're talking about five years, give or take, you know? Yeah. And so that's phenomenal um, as to what you you've done in that quite honestly, short amount of time, because, you know, they, they say Nashville's a 10 year town, but to me, you don't count the cover band years. Right. I, I, so, at that point, I wasn't even, I still wasn't even thinking about doing the artist thing. I, th right. That was a hobby at that point for me, you know? Um, yeah. So really, honestly, it wasn't until, 2019 that I really started mm -hmm. writing, you know, creating this solo career. So that it's, it's been very, um, just a whirlwind very fast, but you know, oh, I, I gave up a lot to go after that. So it's nice that it's paying off a little bit. So, well, it, and, and every, Every stream, every piece of merch, everything counts. I'm saying this to those that are watching, you know, go to Chelsea's website, chelseajames.com. Um, she's got some stuff there. You can find her on the streaming platforms and, and, uh, your merch is on your website as well. Well, is it almost, almost <laughs> <Will Okay>. be soon? <laughs> well, if you really, really have to have it, she's going to be yeah. at the camp at Lake Wapapello in a week. <laughs> That's right. Come see me at the camp or if, like if someone wants me to, they can just message me through my website and I, they can, I can get them the merch that they need that way. But, um, I'm horrible with technology, so I still need to, <laughs> I have a tab for it, but I haven't even uploaded all the merch yet. Cause Good Lord, selling merch online is a whole nother ordeal. But um, right. anyway, we can get you, we can get a shirt to you. We'll figure yeah. it out. Well, well, Chelsea will get that taken care of. We'll get that all figured out. And um, um, I, I'm getting a couple of requests here. And the bad thing is we're we're getting down to the end. And quite honestly, I didn't have that one pulled up. And I don't know if I can even pull it up right now without having to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Requests. Yes, I'm getting requests of one of your songs. 
Oh boy! Well, I can sing it acapella for him, I suppose. Uh, I started. Well, I started to really embarrass myself because we've already talked about this. You said you don't play guitar, and I was going to say you have a guitar there. Oh gosh, yeah. I no one wants me to play guitar. Trust me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've got one, but I don't know how to play it. That's me. I'm hanging on I've the got wall. One and I can play G, C, and D chords, and that's about it. And I can't play them very well. <laughs> You see if I can get this to work because, and if not, you, you, you can do it. Yeah. It's not gonna. What are they requesting? Well, they, they want to hear hands on the Bible. So why don't we do this? How about we close out with you doing the chorus of hands on the Bible? I can do that. We'll find out first off 2022, cause we're about done with 2021. Thank you, Lord. Uh, <laughs> The last two years, and I'm hoping 2022 is totally opposite. Yeah. Um, what's it looking like for you? Man, if I knew the answer to that. Um, <laughs> well, as far as the things I can control and that I am controlling, I can tell you what that looks like. Um, you know, well, I, I do have one more song coming out this fall. So, Got one more song coming out this year, then we'll take a little bit of a break and we'll do some Christmas stuff, of course. But yeah, next year, new music. Um, I just keep keep writing songs that I love so much that I want to put out. Um, I have some duets coming. That's something I haven't really done yet. With mm-hmm. I'll be featured on on a song. I don't know when. It'll be sometime next year um, with another band. And um, I've got a duet of my own that I wrote to be decided who will be duetting that with me, but that's in the works and just new music. And my gosh, um, I will be playing a lot. I, I have a new, I have a booking agent with me now who I'm so excited about and she's going to fill my calendar with live shows next year, all over the place. We plan to travel a a little bit more, you know, we stayed pretty close to home this year because Right. Things were still kind of weird this year. Um, right. they're, they're getting better now, but um, yeah, next year we plan to travel a little bit further out. So I hope we can see many, many more people at live shows next year. But that's the plan for me. Just keep cranking out music that I love and going out and playing for everybody. And that's it. I mean, that's my plan for the rest of time, I guess. And that's, that's great. So if you want to find out chelseajames.com, that's where they can find out everything, tour schedule, um, new music, uh, of course, your social or your um, streaming platforms, social media, all that stuff. They can find all that info out when it's readily available. That's right. Yeah. Just follow me, Chelsea James music. Um, That'll, you'll find me anywhere. Um, so that's the easiest way to do it. So, <laughs> yeah, just, just Google that Chelsea James music and you'll find me. But uh, yeah, I, I try to keep all of my outlets updated with information and we're constantly coming out with stuff. So, um, come join the fun, come join the party. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm guessing at some point, um, there's going to be like a, a naming of the fan club. Gosh, yeah, I've never really thought about that, but everyone does kind of have a name for their fan club, don't they? I don't know yes. what mine would be. I would have to think about that. Well, there's a couple, but they've been taken, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. 
I'll do some thinking. I'll, I'll, I'll DM you and let you know if I can. Yeah, out. do that. Please. <laughs> so, so we've come down to the end of tonight and uh, normally it's uh it's a music bed. It's me talking about what's coming up Thursday night, but we're going to let Chelsea take us out of here. Uh, Duke Pendleton is going to be on Thursday night, by the way, you can catch him at freedom jam next week as well. And um, do is a really awesome guy that I've got a chance to talk to and to get to know. So Chelsea, the rest of the time is all yours. Give us the course of hands on the Bible. And then if you want to hear the rest of it, the best way to do it is to stream it. There yes. Go do that. Okay. <laughs> Here I go. Are we ready? Go right ahead. We got ground to put some green on the good book to lean on when times start getting tough and nothing's left for love we just work till the work's through as hard as we have to to get to that next day oh doing all it takes yeah living that life we're all you need for survival Spread on the table and hands on the Bible. Ah, my voice yeah. is almost gone from my shows this weekend, but we made it. That that's a pro right there. I mean, that was great. So, Chelsea, again, thank you, and be sure to join us Thursday night. We'll have Duke Pendleton on with us. Chelsea James, everybody, check her out. ChelseaJames.com. Chelsea, we'll see you in a week and a half. Yes. Be careful. Be safe. Be fun. And uh, we're going to rock it. Haven't got your tickets yet? Eventbrite.com. Search Freedom Jam. Till then, have a great night, everybody. <laughs>